welcome to Best Fit Careers with your host Saurabh Nanda, your podcast for all the information that you need to solve your career and education queries. When I reached class 10, everyone around me was more stressed than I was. My teachers, my parents, our neighbors, random people I would meet around where we lived asking me questions like, what next, huh? Aage ka kya plan hai? If such a question has haunted you in the past or is haunting you right now, or if you're in 9th or 11th or 12th and similar questions haunt you, then you're not alone. Actually, most of high school students are in the same boat, but they still feel isolated. Have you ever pondered over that? This is a core career decision for Indian high school students and you are going to experience similar questions before choosing your college, your major or specialization in college, choosing your first job, choosing the master's program that you want to go for, an MBA maybe, and so on. 10th karne ke baad, life set nahi hoti hai. This is something that I have learned along with millions of other Indians the hard way. But you know, there are ways to create the most appropriate path for yourself. This is the first episode in the series of three episodes dedicated to high school career decisions. This one will focus on how to choose the right career pathway for yourself. The next one will talk about university admissions in India and abroad. And the third one will be on standardized tests and entrance exams. So let's begin. So how do we begin this episode? Hmm. Let's start with the complications in high schools in India. High schools in India are extremely academic heavy. I keep on talking to students who tell me that I have not done any extracurricular activities. I stopped playing any sports. I stopped hanging out with my friends. I stopped pursuing hobbies because I started in 10th or 11th or 12th. And some people actually stop doing anything after 8th itself. That is how academic heavy high schools in India can be. The school calendar is full of tests, is full of extracurricular activities which are prescribed by the school, not necessarily made for you, but something that the school needs to do so that they can check certain boxes on their to-do list for every batch. There might be some activities which are useful, but most of them are not really adding any value to you. There are very limited opportunities in most high schools in India. In fact, schools deliberately try and not include a lot of things in the high school calendar of students so that the students can focus more on their academics, more on their studies, score more. The schools have a better report card to show to prospective parents and prospective students and that is how things work. So are the schools at fault? No, not at all. I have worked with more than 500 schools in India. I have worked with principals, counselors, teachers at every level and everyone wants to do right by the students. But the thing is our society in general just prefers more marks and Knowingly or unknowingly, you will be pushed for that nice little number 
maybe 90 plus or something like that, which just makes everyone happy. Maybe it makes everyone happy apart from you. So schools attune themselves accordingly. Now, if your school is in a metro city in India, or maybe the top 10 cities, big cities in India, then there are chances that you will be exposed to opportunities uh, from organizations uh, like the United Nations, like Child Relief and You, uh, World Economic Forum directly. But chances are, if your school is not in these any of these large cities in India, that you will not even hear about such organizations let alone the internships or opportunities that they offer. Moreover, our school systems have uh, brilliant teachers, by the way, but those teachers are really overworked. In fact, after I did finish my psychology uh, project uh, work, which is a research project, which I had to do, and I did it on teachers of the municipal schools in Delhi, uh, on the burnout rate, what we found out was that the burnout rate for teachers in Delhi was extremely high. Almost 50% of teachers in Delhi, in Delhi municipal schools, and this is from 2014-2015, were overworked, they were burnt out, or at the precipice of being burnt out. When you have school systems where your teachers are focusing or are asked to do multiple things, then guiding you for careers might not be their priority. They might not even find time to research about the latest trends in the market. And that is why teachers have a lot of learning to do, but they are unable to do so. Because of this lack of awareness in teachers, you suffer. Why? Because your teachers are the first point of contact for any kind of guidance that you will take. Especially in India, where the Gurukul system, where the teacher is just considered as the friend, philosopher and guide, becomes the ultimate source of information. But sadly, most of the teachers will not be able to give you that. Another major problem with high school systems in India is that there is no benchmark for success. Now, for a student who is extremely hardworking, is dedicated, is smart, They all they can do, the maximum that they can do is try and get as many marks as possible in their high school classes. They can get 95 and 97 and all those amazing marks, but then is it really going to guarantee success for them? Does that happen? In universities like Delhi University, especially colleges in the North Campus, the cutoff lists just go beyond 100% sometimes. How is that even possible, right? So there is no benchmark for success that if I score 85%, I am going here. If I'm scoring 95%, I am going here. If I'm at 70%, this is where I'm going to go to. All you are told is get as many marks as possible because there is no benchmark. So a high school student in India is akin to somebody trying to find a way in a dark room wherein you can only hear voices and most of those voices are misguiding you. So how does an Indian student studying in high school actually make a decision? 
Sadly, most of the decisions made by high school students in India are based on herd mentality. Even though they are the internet generation in India, they have access to almost uh, infinite knowledge. Still, they make their decisions based on herd mentality. In fact, a recent uh, news report suggested that 93% of students in India are aware of only seven careers. Now, just to give you, uh, you know, a snapshot into what India is and what 93% of students mean, it means crores and crores of students are just aware of seven career options. The remaining 7%, they know about more. How many more? We don't really know yet. But they definitely know that there are more things available. And those 7% are the people who end up doing different things early on in their career journeys. Because the rest of them, first of all, will move into a traditional career path, then realize, oh, this is not for me. And then probably also realize that there are more things available for them and move on to those areas. But initially, right after high school, just seven career options. Hmm, why does this happen? This happens primarily because of lack of awareness, lack of guidance, lack of verified information. The internet can overwhelm you. You type the word career and based on your age, Google will show you certain things. It will not even show you the things which are actually needed for you. But it will just show you the things which uh, companies, which people uh, who have made their websites will optimize for Google to show you. So, in this double-edged sword of information uh, which most high school students in India today face, wherein you have too much information, most of it is, well, irrelevant. And on the other side, even if you find certain information, there is no validation whether that information is applicable to you or not. So, what do students do ultimately? They find safety in numbers. It is a basic human instinct to be part of a group. If most of the people are doing the same thing, they might be right. That's what we think. And we ultimately go towards that. Now, most of these students, most of them, they have access to zero assessment of their interests, personalities, aptitudes, and so on. And those who do have access to certain of these assessments are also not given the right guidance because the interpretation of their results is mostly misled and the interpretation doesn't really lead to the right career options or those unique little career options which the student should definitely pursue. Ultimately, it all comes down to the student's choice. In the last episode, I talked about step zero, the first step or the zeroth step that you need to do before making any career decision. And that is self-evaluation. Now, how does a high school student evaluate herself in India? First point of contact are the teachers, which we already discussed, are too overworked and um, not completely aware about the latest trends or career options to guide students properly. The next point of contact are parents. Now, what do Indian parents basically think? And parents in India are super concerned about their children like parents elsewhere I'm guessing but they can become a special kind of parent especially to high school students 
why all parents in india and i have done this exercise multiple times in various seminars that i have taken all over india i ask parents one simple question what do you want for your child and after a couple of uh, answers ultimately almost all the parents end up saying the same thing that we want our child to be happy now a lot of parents in india ultimately decide that happiness comes from stability in life if you have a decent career you have a decent job you have a respectable profession then you will earn enough money to get the things that you need in life and you will be happier you will not be miserable and with that in mind they try thinking of the most risk averse options available which can be achieved no matter uh, which background you come from no matter um what other circumstances might be there in your life but if you study well you can definitely become an engineer or a doctor and get into a decent career option later on and that is what most parents end up choosing now again there is a huge difference between thought processes of parents with, between uh, you know the major cities metro cities where a lot of exposure is available in fact uh, in one of the uh, such conversations podcast i had invited mr samarth patak who was actually studying engineering when he was in bangalore but the moment his family moved to delhi he got exposed to humanities and journalism and quickly switched over a science student who was preparing for engineering quickly switched over to mass communication just because he was in delhi at that time so a parent from a smaller city in india like trivandrum like kochi ludhiana jaipur they will think on very different lines if they have a daughter they will start thinking about her safety first so even if the da- daughter is really smart and is interested in certain areas certain subjects they will start thinking okay daughters will really be respected by the society and be secure in a profession like medicine so they push their daughters to study medicine result in most mbbs colleges in india you have more female candidates than male candidates they are not thinking of what else might our daughter be able to achieve can she be the next neuroscientist can she be the next great politician can she be the next great something else so parents thought processes come from a very different place and if you're a student or uh, if you're a young person listening to this do not blame your parents because they are concerned about your happiness and for them you know happiness is a function of various things which you might not be thinking of right now and if you're a parent listening to this i would recommend please give more thought into your child's future because the world is really big and it is much more accessible today than it was even a year ago so there are options which are safe secure well meaning really engaging stimulating respectful and will give you a good amount of money get your child assessed today which brings me to the next part which i have focused a lot on the previous episode in the step 0 episode which is self evaluation where you get your interest aptitude personality uh, assessed and you also need to understand your personal factors which can include where do you want to settle down in, uh, later on what are your financial burdens like um 
urban areas, rural areas, government job, private job, uh, what are your secondary revenue streams and so on. If you want to know more, please listen to that episode. Also, another thing that really troubles high school students today in India is what is the future of jobs? Because I see my elder cousin, sister or brother or somebody else in my network, I see them changing their careers from something to something else. And they are saying that this is the future. How do I know the future right now when I have not even completed my school? So I'm talking about something which is around six, seven, maybe 10 years down the line. How do I know about the future right now? For which I've also talked about the future of jobs, uh, the VUCA scenario, which is volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous uh, nature of jobs, what kind of skills are needed, uh, what, are, what is the half-life of technology and so on in the previous episode. Please go and check it out. I'll be right back after this commercial break. Confused about your career and education journey after high school? Get yourself assessed from SN Mentors. At SN Mentoring, we assess all the aspects of your profile, including your personality, aptitude, interests, education, and work experience background. We use our unique personal factor assessment to help you find your best fit career pathway. This assessment will answer all your queries and provide you a clear pathway ahead. At SN Mentoring, all our clients become our friends for life. So join our community. Welcome back. So now we've understood that self-evaluation is that key for us to move forward with our current decision making, especially in high school. You need to understand that once we have figured out the career direction that you need to go into, then we can easily think about which subjects do I need to take in 11th, which colleges do I need to prepare for, which entrance examinations do I need to sit for and prepare for, and how to design my entire profile so that it makes me more competitive as compared to the rest of the applicant pool while applying for that higher education opportunity at bachelor's or bachelor's plus master's integrated programs. But before any of this, if your career direction is not clear, you don't know where you're going for the next five to seven years, then questions like, should I take humanities over commerce? Is science more beneficial or commerce more beneficial? Those questions just seem vague and irrelevant. Now that you have understood about self-evaluation and about which career direction is important for you and how to reach there, comes the next step. Whether you're in 9th or in 12th, you need to do these things so that you become more competitive, so that you have a better opportunity, so that you are in a better place to apply for opportunities. Which brings me to something called profile building. Now profile building is a generic understanding of your profile. That apart from academics, what else are you good at? And colleges in India and abroad, especially abroad, and now a lot of colleges in India as well, are focusing on non-academic aspects, almost giving them the same weightage as your academic performance. Not all universities will offer you admissions based just on your board exam results or the marks that you score in your high school. They will take entrance examinations to verify whether you are somebody that they are looking for. 
most of these entrance examinations focus on critical reasoning and logical ability and so on which we're going to talk about uh, in a couple of uh, episodes later but they are also looking for your overall holistic personality development and that holistic personality comes from doing multiple things and not just studying so if you are active on social media what really are you doing on social media if you are promoting a cause what cause is it and why are you promoting that cause if you are talking about certain um areas of interest maybe it's the economy maybe it is uh, genetic engineering through crispr why are you talking about it and what projects have you taken up in high school to represent your interest in those areas are you uh, working with students within your school are you heading a club or a society are you uh, in school leadership in somehow are you part of an ngo and doing community service all these questions are going to be very important when you create your cv because all these activities tell a lot to the prospective admissions counselor and that is where you need to understand how to project your cv in the right manner communicate the right message also and a lot of this comes down to the fact whether you were in the right spot at the right time whether you had access to opportunities which other students did not have access to whether you were applying to those opportunities well before time it can be an olympiad it can be a debate competition it can be participating in mock uns it can be doing your own research project whatever it is whether you were doing it at the right time or not which brings us to planning if you're in 9th you have a good 3 3 1/2 years ahead of you to plan well when you can take your standardized tests how to build your profile how to do community service which organizations to be involved with how to involve yourself locally in certain projects and so on if you're in 12th you have probably 6 to 7 months to figure all this out on top of that you have pressure of your entrance examinations on top of that you have pressure of your board examinations and so on that is why it is essential that you get yourself assessed as soon as possible so that a good plan can be made the first part in profile building is enhancing your resume which primarily means taking part in multiple competitions colleges and universities today focus a lot on your communication skills which means focusing a lot on written communication and oral communication which can be enhanced by taking part in debates in essay writing competitions and if you are a poet then go ahead do that poetry jazz but whatever you do it should be well thought of well planned out the next part of your profile building is community service and sustainability sustainability today is a key buzz word we all know that the planet is going through a very bad phase we are killing off planet's resources we are killing off planet's wildlife and in turn we are killing ourselves we're not even focusing on equality and a lot of other related subjects if you want to listen to more about sustainability from me especially you can refer to my other podcast called such conversations matter i'll put the link in the description but universities are looking for people who can make changes so that we survive as a humanity in a sustainable manner so please focus on community service and sustainability in fact a lot of my mentees 
I push them towards sustainability, especially United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. I have worked with uh, students from all over Delhi NCR, Mumbai, and even uh, sustainability-targeted schools like Kamla Nehru Public School in Fagwada, wherein we regularly discuss how to take things forward. Finally, a lot of students are doing these things. You know, you need to understand that a lot of students understand profile building and they are trying their best to enhance their resume in whatever way possible. They are also doing and contributing towards the society, which is amazing, actually. But then if a lot of students are doing these same things and you know the opportunities are limited, then you need to stand out. And that can only be done with the help of a research project. One of my mentees is working on a dance therapy curriculum. Why? Because she is an excellent dancer, having more than five years of Kathak uh, experience. Well, she, she's actually going to graduate in Kathak. And she's also learned contemporary from a lot of good dance schools. At the same time, she's highly interested in psychology. So how do you combine these two? Dance therapy is that obvious choice. And she has created a curriculum wherein students young students from anywhere can join in and then learn dance, enjoy in that session, at the same time, relieve themselves of stress. Such a thing is very important for the world because all of us feel stress, especially in this new world because of pollution, climate change, COVID crisis, our high-paced lifestyles, all of us go through stress. But the solutions to relieve yourself of anxiety and stress are not the same. Everyone reacts to different things in different ways. For certain people, yoga works. For certain people, maybe meditation works. For certain people, just working out works. For certain people, dance works. That is why you need to find that special way of relieving yourself of stress. And isn't that what is going to contribute to a good sustainable lifestyle in the future? Isn't that one of the various futures that we are working towards? Those are the kind of research projects which are unique, which maybe a handful of students are doing across the world at this particular time, which you need to focus on. Because these projects are the ones which are going to take you forward. And tell the university that you're applying for that this person is unique. This person is a change maker. This person can do what they are claiming to do. And if we give them this opportunity to study here in this program, they will do wonders. They will make us proud. That is what you need to communicate to the university. And that is that missing X factor in your profile. This was it for today, guys. I'm quickly moving on to the next section now, which are the listener questions, where I finally get to answer all your queries which you have asked uh, me over email or in one of the webinars that I take in various schools. First question is from Rashi. Rashi is from Gwalior. She says, how should I prepare for UPSC? Oh, amazing question. Now, Rashi, one of the most sought after careers in India is becoming a you know, highly decorated civil servant or uh, working for one of those coveted civil services uh, like the Indian Administrative Services, Indian Police Service, Indian Foreign Service, Indian Revenue Service, and so on. 
because they are highly coveted they are highly competitive and they require a lot of preparation which means you will need to study about the constitution of india which is actually the largest in the world you will also need to study about the polity of india the geography history uh, current affairs and one other particular subject that you want to focus on it can be science it can be psychology management you tell me so how do we go about this well if you are really focused towards upsc and you are ready to go through that grind then my recommendation is that you take humanities and if you're a smart person and if you do not hate maths then i would recommend please go ahead and take humanities with maths why because in humanities you will be studying political science geography history which is going to set the right platform for you for upsc preparation mind you you can only apply for upsc after getting a bachelor's degree so even in your bachelor's you should go for programs which focus on these subjects more because in the test in the upsc examination these are the subjects that are going to be asked the most so then you will have 3 to 5 years depending on what kind of course you take to prepare for upsc while studying the curriculum which is going to help you study for upsc one of the best ways to go for upsc having a backup plan is for going for law now law in india primarily happens in two ways all right one is that you study something and then you go for a bachelor's in law or a llb course which is done from uh, you know big universities like delhi university or punjab university or annamala university they have all they all have law faculties which is a one year course they will provide for llb and then you can appear for the bar exam later on and become a lawyer the other way is or the newer way is going for an integrated program in law which will give you a degree on the lines of bsc llb balllb bca bca llb and so on and these are conducted by colleges called nlus national law universities and certain other colleges as well national law universities nlus are on the lines of iits and nits and aims which are now uh, iims which are now opening up all over the country now while studying law you will be studying the constitution you will be studying the legal framework you will be studying the ipc and so on which will automatically prepare you for civil services after completing your law you can appear for upsc see how it goes and if you're somebody who wants to work in the government and be a respected civil servant you can also try and become a judge by applying for judicial services any lawyer in india is allowed to do that so even if upsc doesn't happen you can apply for becoming a judge in one of the lower courts or if you have crossed a certain age around 35 have certain experience then you can also apply for uh, becoming a judge in one of the higher courts so that is a very foolproof backup plan for you for upsc even if upsc doesn't happen judicial services doesn't happen judicial services are actually tougher than upsc then you still have a law degree to fall back on you still can get uh, go and make a career in corporate law among other things next question is from wasim he is from aurangabad okay wasim what do you want to know i am interested in everything and good at everything what should i do oh my god i love this question why because i come across so many students who have figured it out who are smart enough to understand this is how much i need to do 
to score these many marks so that everyone will <laughs> uh, be okay and happy with my performance which ends up making your life slightly tougher actually because you're good at everything and then everyone says oh you, because you're good at everything you can do anything it makes you confused or sometimes they will just push you towards science because they say well you are the topper of your class you should definitely take science even if you're not interested in science and that by the way is also uh, you know my life journey because that is how i got into science not that i do not like science i love science but then i think i love humanities more all right so what should you do wasim wasim you need to get assessed as soon as possible because you will be able to do a lot of things and this question will haunt you not only in high school but also in any college that you go for in any job that you go for later on in life because you are just doing what comes easily to you but probably is not your own choice it was a choice made by somebody else for you and you will keep on hopping from one thing to another one good thing or one thing that you're good at to another thing that you're good at maybe not ending up in the right career direction soon enough and wasting a lot of time you should get yourself assessed as soon as possible wasim next question prabal from amritsar yes prabal how can i get into stanford all right <laughs> okay this is one of those interesting questions um you know i was talking to dr ritesh mishra and i mentioned her in the last episode also when we were talking about the national education policy and is it really helping students making better career decisions or not and we were both kind of disappointed when the nep did not really talk about uh, assessment and uh, evaluation before making a career decision and she said something very interesting she said you know the onus of making a career decision now falls down or falls on the shoulders of that same 13 year old child how can you expect a 13 year old child to make decisions for the rest of their lives why am i telling you this because a lot of students when they start researching when they realize okay this is my job i need to find out what to do with my life and they start researching and they start looking at options and they start looking at people who are successful and ultimately people who are successful are also very rich people they are in the entrepreneurial circles they are you know starting startups or whatever they're forbes 30 under 30 and what not when they start seeing all that on youtube on google on facebook on instagram everywhere the same stories they get illusioned in fact i should say they get disillusioned because they think okay you need to get into a top college which can be an iit iim aims in india du or it can be an ivy league college or a college like stanford uh, university in the us that is the only way you become successful so they stop thinking about what they are going to be good at what they want to do with their life and they start thinking about how to get to stanford and then figure out the rest of your life that is the wrong way to approach things you need to get yourself assessed prabal maybe stanford but is not the best place for you for various reasons and we need to understand why maybe stanford is the best place for you and for various reasons and then also we need to understand why and if it is the best place for you we need to start preparing because guess what everyone wants to get into stanford it's highly competitive so do you have a backup option in place what if stanford doesn't happen 
and what if stanford happens and you need a scholarship but the scholarship is not there all those questions will only be answered if you get into a deeper conversation not only with yourself but also with your guide that is where the importance of a mentor comes into place which we're going to talk about more in the next episode everyone said you just focus on the 10th boards and your life will be set i did that but it opened up a world of more decisions to be made then everyone said do 12th and get into the right college and you won't have to worry again that turned out to be an even worse piece of advice and since then like most college students in india i stopped taking advice from parents relatives and teachers but the others i turned to next basically had tried a few things in life before they stumbled upon the right or seemingly right path no one could give me the right direction i realized quite late almost 7 years of engineering studies and job later that i should have taken humanities after 10th i know that you don't want to spend 7 years experimenting and i know that you don't want to go for something randomly i am here to tell you that there are ways to figure this thing out so reach out thank you for listening to the best fit careers podcast we would love to hear from you so please provide your comments feedback and questions to us through email or messages on our social media please subscribe to us and like our episodes if you found value in them and share them with others who may benefit from this information best fit careers has been designed to provide you the best information possible to solve your career queries this podcast is the culmination of years of experience and thousands of hours of counseling research and guidance sessions please find more amazing information at the sn mentoring online publication see you in the next episode happy careers to you